to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright lights, it's Angela and I am really excited about today's topic. This is something so many of you send me DMs and emails about And especially as we are heading towards the end of the year, a lot of firms are doing reviews. And so the spotlight is on performance. Therefore, the topic of criticism. Can you handle criticism? Should you handle criticism? What is fair criticism? How do you process hearing something that maybe makes you a little bit, let's say, uncomfortable? We are going to talk about all of this today, so stay tuned. This is going to be some really valuable stuff that will help you, not just in a performance review, but literally deal with people maybe being less than happy with you in every situation in your life, whether you're dealing with family and friends or with a client who's less than thrilled about something you're going to find some really valuable takeaways in this. Criticism is a form of feedback. However, it could be either constructive criticism or it can be destructive criticism. How do you know the difference? Constructive criticism should focus on facts, actions, and should never be personal. Someone could say, you didn't handle that meeting well. You pushed back a little bit too hard when the client disagreed and you should have worked to build consensus. And that would be constructive criticism. You would understand what you did wrong. You would know what you could do better next time. In the same scenario, someone could say to you, You were really aggressive in that meeting and it pissed the client off. Now we've got to backpedal to try to win them over again before they get really mad. That makes you wrong, provides zero feedback on specifically what you did wrong, implies a threat, and does not give you any idea on what to do better the next time. So that would be destructive criticism. But now that we know the difference, let's focus on how you take criticism because you could receive constructive criticism, but be so triggered by what you are hearing that you take it as destructive criticism. For example, a coaching client that I worked with whose name we'll call Mira was telling me about how her male colleagues were constantly he-speaking and mansplaining that they interrupted her, that they criticized her all the time. 
as we went to work on finding a specific situation and doing a play-by-play -play on that situation, it turns out that what had triggered her was being pulled aside after a meeting and told that she had not done work to the level of completeness or quality that was expected for the meeting, that her teammates had tried to check in with her but had felt she left them hanging at the last minute, and that during the meeting she started rambling and seemed unprepared and didn't know answers that she should have to questions that the client asked. Her teammates felt that they had to jump in to the rescue. Since Mira had the narrative going that she was being discriminated against by male colleagues as a female, she immediately could not take that criticism as anything but a male colleague criticizing a female colleague. She could only see that this was an attempt to demean her, to diminish her, to hold her back. When I started asking her about the effort she put in, about her understanding of what was expected prior to the meeting, it came out that she in fact had promised to do work that she didn't do, that when her colleagues followed up with her a few days before the meeting, she promised them it would be done, that she had had an issue go on in her personal life that she had not shared with anyone else, that had taken her time and attention away from work. So in fact, the criticism that she received was justified. She did not do work to the level or quality that was expected and that she herself had agreed to do. She was unprepared for the meeting and hadn't done her homework. And when we looked at what her project manager actually told her, it was constructive criticism. He did ask about whether or not she understood the expectations. He did ask about whether she felt that she could handle that level of workload. He did reinforce that if she felt that she was stuck or having problems that she could reach out to him. However, because of the narrative that Mira had set up, she took it as destructive criticism. She took it as an attack. It turns out that Mira had at one time worked for a very toxic boss who would pick at her and try to find fault as a means to avoid giving her raises every year. So when she would try to talk about what she did well, the boss would flip the script on that and poke holes in it. It created an essential mistrust on her part and a skepticism that she would be treated fairly as a woman in the profession. And while it's great to be aware of whether you're treated fairly and not stay in toxic situations and to know your worth, you also have to realistically own it when you didn't do what you needed to do.
but that belief that she would never be treated fairly was blocking Mira's own success and causing her to get triggered by anger, guilt, and shame when receiving constructive criticism. I've also had many of you write in and say, I've been told I'm uncoachable. What does that mean? Uncoachable refers to somebody who is set in their own belief system and not willing to be open to suggestions, not willing to be open to change or implementing new processes. So while the person may be wanting to get a raise or a promotion, wanting just general advice about how to advance in their career, when they're told what they need to do, they dismiss it. And they don't do it because they're convinced that what they're doing is good. Well, if what they were doing was good, they would be getting the result they wanted. People who are coachable will take advice, will adapt, will change. People who are uncoachable become defensive and make excuses. So this is something that happens a lot and leads to this question of what is true? One person's version of the story is not the same as another person's version of the story. I'm going to drop a little bomb here and tell you that all truths are true. How can that be? Truth applies to our perception of a situation based on the tools we have to interpret the facts. While there can be different versions of the truth, for each person with a version of the truth, they are legitimately interpreting the facts of the situation with the best of intention. They really do honestly see the situation the way that they see it. They've got a belief system around the way the world works. That could be based on past experiences. That could be based on things they were taught. That could be based on examples they've seen from other people they know and how that has played out for those people. And that's why we can't resolve the criticism issue by simply saying, where is the truth? Because our truths are our own. Even if no one else in the world agrees with us, if we believe it, it's our truth. And our behavior is based on that belief and that truth. The advice that I gave to Mara was not to worry about which truth was truthier, but rather to worry about how authentic a situation is. When we act from a place of authenticity, we are in integrity. Integrity is the state of being whole and undivided. When we are in integrity, we have clarity about what we want, about whether or not an action makes sense for us, about committing to things that are a true yes for us, about being honest when we run into obstacles, 
about being willing to be vulnerable because we know what we don't know and we understand that admitting that we are struggling is a sign of strength and leadership, not a sign of weakness. When we are in integrity, we're not competing with other people because other people don't matter. What matters is that we are taking aligned action. From that lens, Mira could see that she was not acting in integrity. She never stopped to think about the part she played in a situation that went off the tracks. She didn't take accountability for her own actions or lack of actions in this case and instead went straight to blame. When she could blame other people, she did not have to experience anger, guilt, or shame around her own actions. But in order to blame other people, she had to engage in the opposite of integrity, which is duplicity. Duplicity is when we are fracturing ourselves, when we are being fundamentally dishonest about what is going on, when we do not take responsibility for the choices that we make when we fail to communicate with other people because it's easier to just try to do an end run around them or hide instead of showing up and being vulnerable. Criticism absolutely can trigger feelings of unworthiness. However, it doesn't have to be that way. When we are triggered, we get stuck reacting instead of responding. So in the case of Mira, not only was she triggered at the point she received criticism, but she had been triggered for over a week before the meeting as she started to see herself less and less able to do what she had been assigned and had agreed to take on as part of the team's effort to prepare for a meeting. And she lied to herself because she kept thinking she could work later or do something over the weekend and catch up and then found herself not able to. And the longer she procrastinated, the more blocked and stuck and emotional she felt. So it became a whole vicious cycle. While owning up to the fact that the criticism was justified is important It's also important when we receive constructive criticism that we're actually able to make a change. And when we're triggered by it, we are not able to do that. And that's why when we start to feel anger, guilt, and shame, we have to look inward at what connections we are making from the past to what is going on in the present. Are we really angry at ourselves because we didn't do what we thought we were capable of? Do we feel guilty because we let other people down? Are we ashamed because we were called out for the thing that we did wrong that we were kind of hoping no one was going to notice? Those are signs when you feel anger, guilt, and shame that you have swerved 
from integrity into duplicity. But you can fix it by being solution-oriented, by giving yourself grace, by saying, I could have done that better. I incorrectly made assumptions about what I could do, what other people would think, how other people would react. I'm going to make a different plan to do things in a different way. That's how you can learn from criticism and feel good about it and actually say, thank you. Thank you for showing that to me. Thank you for communicating this to me. How you can stay curious and ask more questions and learn and grow from the experience. This is how you can check yourself to know whether you are having a reaction to constructive criticism as if it were destructive criticism. You can do an integrity reset. You can stop the anger, guilt, and shame spiral, and you can actually begin to think about positive changes you could make. It doesn't mean that every time you feel that criticism was unfair, that you're wrong, because there is truly out there people with their own triggers, their own issues, who will transfer them onto you. When we have something said to us that doesn't make sense or that feels unfair, know that you don't just have to listen to it. You also don't have to defend yourself. What you need to do is ask more questions. That will help you surface whether the criticism is coming from bad intent or maybe a lack of understanding of some of the issues in the situation. Questions like, what makes you say that? Or do you have examples that you could give me? Do you have some suggestions of how I would do it better? Or if it was you in the situation, what would you have done? You could begin to unravel this sort of like you were investigating a mystery and start to piece together what's really going on. The more insight you can get into someone who's offering you criticism, the better you're going to be able to work with that person in the future or even make the decision that this is a situation and or person with whom you no longer want to interact. So maybe this means you have to request a different supervisor or choose to change jobs. But you can't do that if you are not first curious and you don't first make an effort to empathize with the person and their motivations and find a way to harmoniously work together. Often when we have destructive criticism, the person who is offering it is projecting. Projection is a psychology term for a defense mechanism where someone will attribute their own doubts, misgivings, motives to another person so that they can defend themselves against 
the way that they are by denying that they're that way and instead accusing other people of being that way. If you notice that somebody is projecting, you will probably have a certain dissonance that the things they're saying to you don't make sense. For example, someone decides to leave the firm and your boss says, you didn't do enough to engage that employee when you collaborated with them all the time. Clearly, that criticism is a projection that the boss feels that they did not engage that employee well enough. And you know that that isn't true. Another example is if somebody has an unusually strong reaction to something that you say that is emotionally off the charts and doesn't quite seem reasonable. What they're offering as criticism is actually lack of confidence. Maybe they are jealous of you or feel threatened by you. So they are perceiving everything you do. And remember, all truths are true as being about them, even though it really is not. Another thing that you may encounter related to projection is when someone has incorporated something into their own identity. I had an experience one time with a boss who struggled to achieve a certification in his career. At the time, I did not know that. I only found it out later. And during a performance review, I expressed my own desire to pursue getting that certification. He immediately had to tell me how difficult it was and try to talk me out of it and basically say, you'll never get there. It was really difficult. You need to wait for many more years of experience before you will be ready. If you notice that you are being talked out of something and that criticism is coming at you in the form of implying that you don't have enough experience, that it's too hard, that you don't have the right skill set, in that case, you are hearing destructive criticism in the form of projection that comes across as constructive criticism because your own work ethic or personality traits were not criticized. It was your skill set or your experience level that was criticized. Perhaps you were told something like, it will take you 10 years of working in this area before you'll have the expertise. So it might feel like you were given a solution-oriented form of feedback. So this one is really sneaky. And what you have to listen for is ways that the person is putting their own experience onto you. You could say, at what point in your career did you pursue this? What made it so difficult? Could you offer me advice on how to prepare for this? And in asking those questions, you can begin to get to the bottom of the projection 
or whether this is truly something constructive. Most often, when someone tries to talk you out of something that is a growth-oriented type of action, it is destructive criticism, and it is them projecting their own struggles or insecurities onto you because they either feel threatened by you or they lack confidence in themselves and they're trying to hide behind what they've achieved and inflate how hard it is to get there so that you won't ever get there and match their achievement. The most important takeaway here when we talk about criticism is that you let go of what is not yours. Whether there's that anger, guilt, and shame response coming up about the situation, yourself, the cause and effect dynamic that's going on, if someone is projecting, don't let that trigger you. Know that it's not about you. If someone is legitimately treating you in a way that is unfair, ask questions. Get to the bottom of it. Seek out solutions, not expansion of problems. When you get to a solution, regardless of whether criticism was constructive or destructive, you remain in your own integrity. You have clarity. You know your next right action. Finally, get a second or even a third opinion. Ask other people how they view you, what they think are your strengths, what they think are your weaknesses. Have a trusted colleague who can be your sounding board. So after a meeting, you can say, let's do a plus delta on this. What should I have done more of? What should I change? Look for ways to get feedback from multiple sources so that when you do hear criticism, you have a much better context for knowing whether it is fair, constructive criticism about something you can work to improve, or whether it is coming from a different place and is something that you should question. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I know your time is valuable and you are super busy and it means the world to me that you take some of it to listen to this content because it brings you value. Please share your insights with others who could benefit. Like, rate, and review this podcast. Share your feedback with me by tagging me on Instagram, Architecting Podcast, or leaving your thoughts on the Architecting page on LinkedIn. I love hearing from you. I love getting your questions. And I know that together we can really claim success on our terms and make a difference using our unique gifts and talents. Let's do this. for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed 
to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You could follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired. <laughs>